Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. On the weekend, you might have seen that Peter Lawler has declared his 20-year innings at the Australian, where he's been the chief cricket writer. He is a great friend of this program and of SEN Test Cricket. I'm a huge admirer of his work as a journalist, and he's a great friend as well. So I thought we'd spend a few minutes on this story and maybe reminisce a little bit with Pete. Peter Lawler, it's, uh, it's great to have you back. Good morning, Jared. I'm not dead yet, mate. No. <laughs> <laughs> it would have had that um, rather peculiar aspect of being spoken about and written about in glowing terms that some people never get to experience firsthand. Yeah, it's a little unsettling, Jared. I've always said that if someone rings you up and tells you that they like the story you wrote about them, you probably didn't go hard enough. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it looks like I didn't go hard enough my whole career, Jared. <laughs> um momentous decision for you to, to finish up with a newspaper? Yeah, yeah, absolutely, because I'm a journalist, Jared. I, I, I don't know any other way to live. I wake up in the morning and think about stories, and, and I love writing. So uh, it was kind of removing the central plank from my life. Uh, so it was, yeah, I, I, I tossed and turned about it, but it's time. It's a really good time to do it, and... Um, you know, and there's plenty of other opportunities. It's not like I will be bereft of um, the, of the outlets that day to day newspaper journalism gave me, but I'm not looking forward to the first time I get onto a yarn and I don't have anywhere to file it to. Yes, I'll ring you, Jed. Yeah. <laughs> um, it, it does strike me that you are of a generation as, as a great newspaper man. Was the newspaper important to you as a, as a journo? Um, cutting your teeth and then this appointment, which like there, there's gravitas around being the, the chief cricket reporter at the Australian. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah, I'm a dinosaur sort of, you know, OG. Um, the newspaper was, well, it, it was central to my life and to the way I thought about the media and the way I thought about reporting and talking to people. That's changed dramatically over the years, Jared. Um, for good and bad, I think I think we now have so many more ways of doing our job, and it's quite exciting that you know to speak on radio or to do a podcast or do a tweet or whatever we do now. We have so many more ways of expressing ourselves than just tapping away at a typewriter or of getting a story across, and that's great. But unfortunately, the great days of newspapers are gone. Um, new, when you write in a newspaper, it is still gold standard like if you break a yarn in a newspaper 
everyone respects that. You can break it on Twitter and no one really cares. Or you, know, you can say it in other meetings and with all due respect to radio and TV, but it, it goes out there and it kind of disappears a little bit. But um, the newspaper game, it's on its last legs, unfortunately. It's been trying to find a way to survive for a long time. Um, I hope it does find a way to survive, but nothing it's done to this point has really worked. Yeah. There's a great breadth to you, Pete, which uh, the journalism on a whole different number of fronts. And over the years, you've shared those with us on our test cricket coverage from uh, the Molly Meldrum stories and the crime writing and author around mass murderers and the like. How did you come to the cricket position 20 years ago? Oh, I stumbled into it, Jed. Absolutely stumbled into it. I was a newspaper guy and I'd been in newspapers for a long time to that point. Uh, and I joined the Australian ostensibly as a colour magazine writer, which was what I did. You know, flounced around the edges and sort of <laughs> drew, wrote pretty words. Um, and on the way, almost literally on the way down the stairs, Chris Mitchell, the editor in chief, said he'd obviously promised the sports department another journalist and hadn't fulfilled on that promise. He said, "Could you just go to sport for a couple of months?" You know, yes. just. I said, "I don't know anything about." I said, "I like footy and cricket, but." Sports a specialist subject, you know. Everyone who works in a sports department's worked there their whole life and, you know, has a background in sports and God knows what. He said, no, give it a shot. And I sort of just, I went there and wrote, you know, fancy sort of stuff that went in magazines and sort of Saturday reads and stuff like that. And then they just said, would you go to India and cover the cricket tour? And I said, are you serious? I've never covered a Sheffield Shield match or a great cricket game. But... You know, I'd love to go to India. And they said, yeah, go. You know, give it a crack. So off I went, me and Crash, 2004. What, did it grab you straight away? Oh, God, yeah. God, yeah. I mean, A, you know, I love travel, as you know, and I love India. Yes. I already loved India before 2004. And cricket is just a game that allows, I mean, cause, yeah, I love writing and, and it allows you to write and it allows you to come at it from so many varied angles cricket readers allow you indulge you you know if you wander off on tangents and things like that because that's what test cricket's about and um while i didn't really know it and i must have got a sense of it the community of cricket really got me really got me i could see that these this is a group of people who they're they're a special group of people they look after each other they know each other. They have a history, and they reconvene in you know in different ports around the world on regular basis. And it's a little bit like you know the summer of the seventeenth doll or something. You know, every four years you pop over to the UK and you see the same people, or you know, it's sort of that doesn't change much. This sort of thing. You go to the same pubs, the same restaurants. You tell stories from four years ago. It, it's a wonderful life. You couldn't get a better life, frankly. I, I cannot I feel, think of a better life. Yeah. So as a tourist, you are the best person to travel with. And I thought there was a, a, just a little element, an acknowledgement almost from Pat Cummins on that front. Is You probably came to an Australian setup that was, I don't know whether they were reluctant travellers, but they were never that happy on the road. And you sort of lit the way for everybody, I think, to embrace the circumstances that you're in. What, what appealed to you about the cricket tour and the, the idea of exploration? Oh, Jared, oh, I think it's a pretty basic human instinct, isn't it? That it, it, if you're taken out of your comfort zone and, and put somewhere interesting, you, you're going to be, you, you're going to want to explore. You're going to want to look around 
And, and I have a deep curiosity for the countries I travel in. When I, when I go to a country, I'll tend to isolate myself and read history, politics, uh, literature from that country and explore that country as much as I can because you know, God knows I spend so much time here in the swamp, Jared, in Mar- Marrickville. Um, you know, and while I like that, my, sort of, my heart rate uh, goes up every time I get off a plane and go to a town, even if I've been there before. I love getting lost in, in towns. I just, I, I love the minutiae of other, other cultures. I don't, I, I don't think that's unusual. I hope it's not. Is there, I don't know, is there a, a sneaky little truth that's, um, that the, the one of the best ways to travel is, is through cricket? Yeah, I hadn't thought about that, but it is a wonderful way to travel because, as I say, there is a community of cricket. So you 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 may be somewhere very foreign and in very, but there's a familiarity because you will you'll always know somebody or bump into somebody or have a connection to somebody or invited to somebody's house. You know, there's some guy in India who who makes shirts, you know, that, uh, who invites us over every time we go to Bangalore or, you know, there's, there's a, a chap, a cricket writer in Delhi whose house we go to, or when we're yeah. in Sri Lanka, we go to this restaurant. There is a, yeah, it, it is a little bit of a Kentucky tour, I guess, to some degree, although I rail against the notion of the Kentucky tour. I have rules, <laughs> you know, I, I will not eat dinner in a hotel restaurant or have lunch in a hotel if I, if I can help it. I believe yes. you, you've got to get out. You've got to break, you've got to break through the sort of uh, little sort of cocoon of luxury or semi-luxury that you get around you when, when you're out in those places. Have you been reflective at all? Have you thought back on favourite tours and the like? <laughs> uh, I was a little reflective in the last couple of days that I was on the job. Yeah. Um, yeah, there are... There, I love all the tours, Joe, and there are a lot of tours that I like. Uh, um, obviously, you know, <laughs> hey, Jed, you never, you never forget your first time, me yeah. and Crash, <laughs> 2004, and what a spectacular tour it was, you know. That was the tour that Australia won their first, you know, well, the only time this century like, that they've won in India, a series. So the significance of it, well, there was some significance at the time. It's even more significant now. That was a great series, um, Philip Hughes' debut in 2009. You never forget stuff like that. Michael Hughes, uh, not, not Michael Hughes, um, what's his name? Michael Clark's debut in 2004. You never forget that. Well, Ricky Ponting's demise, you know, when he when Jack Callis uh, sort of put him on his face with that LBW. Is that in Adelaide? Yeah. Um, and then the retirement in Perth, Matt, yeah, things like that. But the thing I pride myself on, Joe, if I get reflected, is not... As a journal, it's just the stories I broke. They're the, they're the things that still matter to me. So yes. That's going to be the interesting part of my new life. Is it the, the adrenaline shot that comes with a piece of information that nobody else has got? What, what's, what's that like? <laughs> yeah. You never, you never feel so good about yourself when you know something that everybody else doesn't know <laughs> and that you know that's going to stop them in their tracks when they find it out. You know, have I got news for you? Yeah. The, have you got a favourite country? So the, the affection that you had for Pakistan when you travelled there uh, a year or two ago was sort of unmissable. Is Can, can you pick a favourite? Hmm. No, it's pretty hard. 
I always enjoyed the South African tours for some reason. Yep. I mean, I, I love the UK and, you know, England is England. And, yeah, and I've had so much from India. I mean, you know, India is very special. But I don't know, there's something about South Africa that's always intrigued me. Maybe the, because the politics are so intense and it's such a bizarre little country there. It looks like, you know, a little, some of it's like a little bit of Europe floated down onto the African continent. Um, and God knows. There's never a dull moment when Australia are in South Africa. There's been a few big stories while we've been there. Yes, yeah. So yeah. The, the biggest of all being the sandpaper issue. How uh, how all-encompassing was that for for the week or so that it was that it burnt like a wildfire? Yeah, they're, they're extraordinary stories, Jared, because you, you're kind of pinching yourself. You're not really sure. Like, you think this is big. Uh, you think this is massive, but you're not really sure, and, and you're kind of in this like innovated state. Uh, and I, I've probably told, I've said this a few times, and I often do, but because uh, that happened overnight, and I wrote the story, and I remember kind of having half an hour's restless sleep, um, and then wake, and then looking at the story because Australia had woken up, and there were two thousand comments on the story. And it was almost like you could feel Australia's shock and shame and anger blowing back at you over there in South Africa. And you went, oh, yeah, God, this is massive. This is absolutely massive. You know, and then over the next few days, you, you still see an end crew arrive at, at uh, cricket press conferences, yeah. for God's sake. Um, you know, it, it was like being in the eye. Uh, it was one of the biggest stories I've been on. And, you know, I covered the Bali bombing. And and, um, and and that was a genuine tragedy. But in terms of covering them, in some ways, it felt the same. It just felt quite unreal at the time. You felt like you were in some sort of surreal environment. And that can make it very difficult to write about, actually, because it's hard to get your feet on the ground. Yeah, that, um, they were absolutely remarkable times. Um, just the way cricket has changed in the 20 years that you've covered it, um, you could never have imagined, could you, from the starting point of 2004, that cricket would look like it does now? No, no. That happened pretty early. That started to happen around 2008, that T20 change. But just in the last, like, like in the last two weeks, I've witnessed you know, that West, that West Indies side beat Australia. And then I've watched this uh, with fascination, this clash. This, this really is a sort of culture war over there in India between um, England and India. Yes. And to see some of those um, Indian batters come through, like Jaiswal. Jaiswal sort of embodies all of this, doesn't he? And that guy, Safraz, who's waited 10 years to play. These kids who come into the game and who are just playing it on another level now they they have yeah, skill sets they have arrows that they can fire that that the best batters could would play occasionally but it's just part of their standard game yeah. um i really like where cricket's at at the moment do you what what do you think of its trajectory are you one who worries about it yeah, I do, because it's in a state of evolution. But I'm confident that Test cricket will survive and will remain really important. And we've seen in the last week the BCCI make a very strong stance against its own players and the head of the BCCI tell them that they are not, they must put 
domestic cricket ahead of the IPL. That's really heartening stuff. Most countries are cognizant of the importance of test cricket and recognise it. there's a lot of pressure on it, but uh, a lot of that pressure is going to be absorbed by the, the short-form games, you know, the T20 internationals and the one-day internationals. Uh, a lot of people believe, have fanciful notions about how strong Test cricket was in the past yeah. and what we had. Um, I mean, admittedly, we did have the West Indies in the past and we don't now, and that, that, they are losses, no doubt. But Test cricket is an extremely popular game now, probably as popular as it's ever been. And it's played really well. It's a great game to watch again. Would you have thought when you started off on the beat that you would come to love cricket as much as you do? <laughs> oh, God. I loved cricket before I wrote about it, Jared. Yeah, you know, okay. I, yeah. I, I, I remember coming back from um, India and Australia had just come good, you know, at the back of the 80s. And I, I grew up. You know, suffering, wearing the hair shirts of being an Australian cricket fan through that terrible era where we were just flogged mercilessly by everybody. Yeah. And then Alan Border got us back on our feet and then Steve Waugh's mob started to win. And I think I, well, I remember coming back from India and resolving never to miss another ball of test cricket as long as I lived because I was going to make the most of this, this great Australian side of the 90s, I guess it was, and of Shane Warne. Um I keep it in context, Jed. I, I, I love cricket, but no more than I did. It's I still try and keep it to a certain section of my life, not all of my life. Yes, because <laughs> yeah. it could swallow it up pretty quick. It swallows good chunks of it up. Yeah, yeah, it does. It does, does swallow a lot of it up. Yeah, <laughs> but you know that's why I'll, I'll insist on not talking about cricket when we go out for dinner or you know yes, reading yeah. a novel or something like that. But you know, yeah. Uh, I worry about young people who are totally consumed by the game, Jared. I mean, good luck to them. They're, 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 they're better cricket writers than me and they, they know, know, it, know the game inside and out, out because they're addicted to it and always have been. I mean, some of the kids around now, they tell me about games I've covered. They tell me what happens. And I have no recollection at all, except maybe where we went for dinner that night. <laughs> but, uh, they're amazing, some of the young cricket reporters. Uh, Pete, it's great to swap a few stories with you. Uh, now that you don't have a day job, I'll just get you on a little more regularly, shall we? I won't have to fight for my place in the queue. It'll be lovely. Yeah, I'm just here on the couch, Jed. <laughs> my, wife's happy to, my wife's happy to see me doing something. Yeah. Good on you. Congratulations on all that you've done across 20 years with the Australian. As You're not lost to the craft. That's the most important thing. So SEN Test Cricket and Channel 7, and you'll find a place to write. I know you will. So uh, not lost to us for a moment, but um, worthy of, of salute as to what you've been able to do around 20 years. Pete, congratulations and thanks for being part of it. Uh, you're a good man, Joe Waitley, and I hope to see you in Sydney for the first round of the footy. Yes, yes. I'll be, in, got a, I'll be in the stands, mate. Yeah. A bit to wangle on that front. Terrific. And there's some cricket this afternoon. Australia's Tour of New Zealand starts.